0: The other day, someone had listened to our podcast and sent me a message saying, I like your accent. I messaged them back and asked, what accent? And then he said he liked my Minnesota accent and listening to it. I had to laugh because compared to those living up on the Iron Range and closer to the Canadian border where it's much more pronounced, I have a minimal Minnesota accent. Most people that are not from around here think that a Minnesota accent sounds much like the people in the Fargo movie, which, by the way, is in North Dakota. It's on the Minnesota border, but North Dakota claims Fargo as theirs. I mentioned the message I'd received to my kids, and of course they had to remind me of the family trip out to Maryland and Virginia several years ago. It was a chance to see the love of my life's relatives. We took a three-week vacation to drive this monster-sized RV we borrowed from friends and headed east and then south. The minute we got past Chicago is when the trouble began. Southern Illinois is where the little hint of a twang started, and it was all downhill for me from there. Pop is soda or Coke. I was in my 40s, and everyone 39 and younger called me ma'am or worse yet, hun. Short for honey, I guess. My husband, having lived in Virginia and Maryland many years, basically had to take over any communication concerning directions or campgrounds nearby. Amazingly, his southern twang reappeared as if he had never left the South. When we got to the relatives, the teasing began. But not just on me, it was also on my kids. We were clumped into the group, those who speak Minnesotan. I didn't notice it at first, but as the days went on, it became more obvious to all of us that we had some communication differences. Aunt Jean asked me or my youngest to hand her her pocketbook on the table behind us. We started frantically searching high and low on the table on the floor nearby and could not find her pocketbook, only to have her go and get up and walk over and pick up her purse. Pocketbook, something stick in your pocket like a wallet. Not a full-fledged purse. My kids and I were foreigners in a foreign land. The next day, my oldest daughter and I ran into the local grocery store for a few minutes. We needed some items. All went well until we got up to the checkout, and I was going to sign a traveler's check over. We ran in so quick, neither one of us had looked at the sign outside of the place for the name. When I asked who to make the checkout to, the clerk said, John's. I said, John's? She said, no, no, it's John's. This went on for a few more seconds, and there was a line starting to form behind us when my daughter decided to run outside and look at the sign. She came back, shaking her head, and quietly said, Mom, it's called Giants. People behind us were shaking their heads, and the clerk just looked at us kind of strangely. I signed the check, and we hightailed it out of there as fast as we could. Our next trip was to the post office just across the parking lot. We would explained what had happened in the store to Uncle Bud because we had been in there a long time. He just shook his head. When I got out to go into the post office, he offered to go in with me. I assured him there was no way I could mess up buying stamps and would be right out. So I went in, I got my stamps, and as I was leaving, I asked the postal worker if she had an extra rubber binder I could borrow. I had some things I wanted to put together. Once again, I saw that look I had gotten in the grocery store. Kind of one of pity, and one that said, you're not from around here, are you? Like at the grocery store, the exchange went on for a minute or so back and forth, me asking for a rubber binder and her offering me a manila envelope and some paper clips. I thought hard about what the relatives might call it. And then I asked for a rubber band. The look of relief on the post office worker was priceless. She said, well, sure enough, hon, all you had to do is ask. She handed me a handful of rubber binders, probably in hopes I wouldn't be back. The next day, we went to Rehoboth Beach for a day at the ocean. We spent a whole day at the ocean watching the waves and the dolphins. It was just absolutely beautiful. We were sunburnt and exhausted when we went to the local Cracker Barrel for supper, or Dinner, as they call it out there. There were about a dozen of us gathered around a long table. I was on the far end, off by the wall. The place was packed and loud, and the waitress was at the head of the table taking everyone's orders. I could barely hear her to begin with. I was last, and when she finally got to me, I realized she was asking me for my order, and I was just sitting there and staring at her, talking to me. Between being tired from a day in the sun and the loudness of the restaurant, I had just zoned out, unable to process her thick accent. I looked at those around the table, and at that moment, they realized I had no clue what the waitress was saying. I made a quick decision to pretend I knew what she was asking me regarding my order and just agreed with whatever the first choice was that she was asking and writing down. When the orders came back to our table, they looked delicious. Uncle Bud had a thick steak, along with a few others, A few of the kids had huge hamburgers and fries and shakes, and a few more had some shrimp and sides of salad and some kind of hot dish. Although I was corrected when I said hot dish, it was a casserole. It all looked great. I was starving. The waitress was unable to deliver my plate due to it being so crowded, so she had to hand my plate to a cousin who had passed it on down until it finally got to me. I watched as each of their faces looked at my plate, and some shook their heads. My plate finally got placed in front of me, and I looked down and saw a few catfish fillets, some greens, and a big, huge bowl of grits. Well, the laughing started slowly, coming from a cousin, and then the entire table was laughing at me. I had to ask what was in the bowl, and what should I do with them. I'd never eaten grits in my life, and no matter what I put on them as suggested by the southern grit eaters, they had no flavor, just a weird texture. The greens that were sitting on the plate next to the catfish were really pretty sitting on the plate next to the catfish, and that's where they remained for the rest of the meal. The catfish were actually good, and they were crispy. They reminded me of the bullheads we would catch up at the cabin when I was a kid, we would fish late at night and catch a bunch and then fix them up for a midnight snack. That trip and the several others that we've made south have always found me, always, in a language dilemma of some sort. I'm fortunate that most people are kind and take pity on me. I am always glad to get back home to the north country of Minnesota and hear a uh, yeah instead of yes or you guys instead of y'all. Or instead of that, yes, as an affirmative, I like to hear a hearty, you betcha. And when asking for a pop, not getting a strange look. Yeah, maybe I do have a bit of an accent for Minnesota. Our niece in North Dakota is from the Lakota tribe. She works with elders and young kids trying to keep the Lakota language alive. She will be one of the first Lakota-speaking people to receive the COVID vaccine along with the Lakota elders, a way of preserving their culture and language of the Lakota people, making it a priority. As many people leave Minnesota for other states and many transplants arrive, I can only wonder if the Minnesota accent that many of us have here will begin to fade into just a memory. Maybe as a gesture of preserving the Minnesota accent, I should be one of the first to receive the COVID vaccine along with others who speak Minnesotan. All they can say is no. Or maybe, yeah, you betcha. You've been listening to the podcast of Solid Rock, Minnesota. We're honored and happy you've taken the time from your busy day to give us a listen. If you've enjoyed spending a few minutes with us, please tell your family and friends to stop by and check us out. Feel free to leave a comment here and subscribe to the Solid Rock, Minnesota podcast. You can also stop by and visit our website at www.solidrockminnesota.com. And don't forget about our Minnesota postcard campaign. When we receive your message and address, we'll send you an official authentic Minnesota postcard personally addressed to you from Solid Rock, Minnesota. It's just a chance for us to connect on a personal level with each one of you that's been listening to our podcast this year. There's absolutely no strings attached, We'll not send any solicitation or requests for donations, or we won't even keep your address if you don't want to stay in touch with us. You decide what you want to do. We will just send you a Minnesota postcard with a USA stamp and delete your address. We are trying to hear from our listeners around the world. Just message us here or on the Solid Rock Minnesota website at www.solidrockminnesota.com. Until next time, may you be surrounded with life, laughter, family, and friends, people that truly know you. Many blessings, everyone.